Hey, Brenton here. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know about the Hawaii Swim Camp that we'll be running from March 20th to 26th. This is open to all open water swimmers, triathletes, and pool swimmers who are over the age of 18. And the trip or the camp is myself and former Olympic swim coach and swimmer Gary Haring. What we're going to be doing at the camp across five days is it's all focused on helping you change the way you swim. And some of the highlights of the trip is going to be daily underwater filming and video analysis of your freestyle, personalized one-to-one coaching and feedback to improve your swimming. Morning sessions are working on technique. The afternoon sessions are there to help you implement those changes into your stroke. Uh, we'll be staying 400 meters from the iconic Waikiki Beach and swimming at the Oahu Club uh, at the outdoor pool there in Hawaii Kai. Uh, also with one uh, open water swim towards the end of the week, uh, which should be incredible over there. All of your accommodation, your airport transfers and transports included in the trip. And it's only a small group of 12 swimmers uh, that, will be, uh, that will be leading into the camp. So if you're looking to improve your swimming and you want to do that in the environment where it's all completely catered to helping you become a better swimmer in a really small group, then come along, join us in Hawaii. It's the perfect combination of relaxation, keeping fit, and learning combined into one epic swim camp. So for more details, go to effortlessswimming.com, click on the clinics and camps link at the top, and there you can find out more details about the Hawaii swim camp, which is March 20th to 26th. All right, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. Uh, My guest today is a friend of mine, Lysandra Cavallo, and she was on episode number 91, which was recorded in August of 2017, and that was about how to swim the the Rottnest channel. And since then, a lot has changed. Um, After doing that podcast and talking with another person, uh, I decided to enter the Rottnest channel. And you, I think you sold it to me, Lysander, without actually selling it to me. You made it sound so hard, but so much fun that I thought, yeah, that's something I want to do. And and since then, we've been training together, uh, you know, doing a lot of sessions and kind of working towards this event, which is in two and a half weeks. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I wanted to, to get you on the podcast again just to talk about uh, what you've changed in your training, um, basically how we've, how we've been going the last couple of weeks. Just to, um, for anyone who's, anyone who's listening who's training for a 10K or more event, just to give them some ideas around um, what we've been doing, um, a few mistakes that I know I've definitely made. And uh, so they can learn from that and hopefully get some better results in any 10K plus races. So welcome again to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me. And uh, yes, indeed, a lot has changed since August. <laughs> well, I've just brought up my uh, my training diary. I've just been keeping a spreadsheet of the, the training that I've been doing. And uh, I think I started in October uh, where I started off at 13, a 13K week and have just progressively built up where last week was 35K. This week should be around 40Ks. And I think in October, when I first decided to do it, I sort of made the made the call. A, t- a 10K swim scared the crap out of me. Like I'd never done one before. Um, I knew if I trained, I could do it, but that was very daunting. And now I look at 10Ks and it's just like, it's nothing. And- yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how your perspective changes as well. And even, even dr- during training, you know, when you... When you stop and think, oh, I'm going to be in the pool or in the sea for, for three hours, it, it's a bit scary. But once, you know, once you, you do it, perhaps little by little, it just mentally uh, and physically as well, you, your body and just your mind just gets used to it. So, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad your perspective changed, Brendan. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Especially with the race not being too, too yeah, far away. Weeks. And that's um that's a, an idea that I, I came across recently that I uh, – that I really, I really like. It's it's voluntary graduated exposure to to things that you're afraid of or things that you fear. So it's putting yourself in situations where you gradually expose yourself to more difficult situations. And whether if you're a beginner and you're you're not comfortable in the open water, that might be swimming a hundred meters in the ocean, and then you know you progressively build on it. And for me, that was. Well, number one, I, the first thing I did in the first week was a 3K time trial in the pool when I was at Hell Week. Um, I did that with with two swimmers over there, um, Jade and Nathaniel. And just that alone, all right, that was the first thing for me. And then I kind of 
you know, gradually built up. And, and what we've been doing on a Wednesday morning for the most part is going open water. And we've yes. progressed from a, yeah, a 90 minute swim. Whereas, and yesterday we, we worked up to a four hour swim, which yes. was around 15, 16 Ks. And, and we were just talking about it earlier where it's like, well, okay, that was, it wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. It was a little bit challenging. We got a little bit cold here and there, but in the, I mean, I sort of, it feels as hard as that first 3k time trial I did 16 <laughs> weeks ago. Exactly. Or, or in the first two hour session as well. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just amazing how quickly the body adjusts to it as well. And um, once you're in the zone, you know, even after when we did two hours and 20, you know, when we got over the, the highest point of the hill, I just saw it as going downhill, you know, it'll be mm. really quick to four hours now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like, you, you know, you, we still had an hour 40 to go um, you know, yesterday after getting two hours 20 and you... But you look at that and go, oh, okay, almost there, home stretch. Almost there, yeah, I can see the, the, the finish line from here. And uh, one thing that I've really enjoyed too, and I, I think my my fitness and how I'd be viewing this race would be very different if I didn't have a training partner either working towards the same event or the same goal or just someone to do the the harder and the longer sets with. Um, like if, if you weren't doing it, I don't know what I would have done for those those long swims. I might have done them solo or found another group, but um, that's been one thing that's made it a lot of fun, which yes. is really important, I think, for especially when you're training for such a challenging event. I I no, I agree, Brenton. In the past, the last two years, maybe three, I trained with other people and other groups, but they swam at a different pace and cycle and distance so we just to have somebody there to, to do the whole thing with you even though we barely talk you know we barely <laughs> we say good morning and goodbye <laughs> <laughs> but it just makes a huge difference just to have somebody there pushing you you know swimming side by side it's um i it made a lot of difference for me as well this year because it's the first time i have this as well yeah, and it, that uh, I was thinking about it yesterday when we were sort of starting out for the the four hour swim was when we were swimming down from Black Rock to Sandy. Uh, like I, when I'm just swimming next year, I sort of look. All right, she's over there. She's a meter, two meters away, and you know, just to kind of make sure we're in the same vicinity. And um, it it just takes my mind off the actual swimming, and yeah. it's like that. Yeah, just it's a bit of a, a distraction in a good way. And I was thinking, geez, there's no way I would be doing anything like this if you weren't there. I wouldn't be up at six in the morning when it's still dark. Um, luckily, it's not cold. That would make it even harder. But um, there's no way I'd be doing probably this four-hour swim solo because it's just uh, – it'd be easy to pull the pin and go, I've done two hours and that's fine. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, and when we did the two-hour swims, you know, we, both of us, we got pretty cold, you know. It was still – it was still, I think, November, December. It was still a bit cold for us. And uh, and I think if you were in there, I, I think you're shivering more than me. So I was yeah. kind of glad that <laughs> you were there because I thought I'm not as cold as him. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it, uh, I, I would have pulled it in before because I was pretty cold as well. So I think that was, it's good to put yourself through that that cold too like it's not it's not life-threatening cold where you know we're yeah. questioning whether or not we're going to be able to keep swimming it's just that cold where you start to get a little bit tight you start to yeah you start to um really just kind of the the bottom lip starts to go and yeah and but it's, it's, sometimes you know my my fingertips they get really tingly or my toes as well i don't think the blood is reaching you know those parts of my body but you just sort of work through it yeah and i think it's good practice because I know a lot of people who say that they do get a little bit cold swimming rottenness. So um, it's just good preparation for it. And we um, we swam the the rip last week, which is um, swimming from Point Nepean to Point Lonsdale, which is kind of the entrance to the bay at, at Melbourne for, for anyone that knows Melbourne. And it's a very dangerous stretch of, of water with lots and lots of ships going um, in and out of the bay and also the tides which can pick up to something like 15 16 k an hour so it can be a very treacherous um, straight of water but we did that as part of a um of a of a race and a, a little bit of a competition and that was um 
you know, the water there, it's, it's a bit colder because it's kind of at the entrance to the open sea instead of in the base, so it doesn't warm up as much. And I mean, I didn't, didn't really feel it at all at last week. No, no, neither did I. Um, I think we, we were a bit concerned. We talked about it, but once uh, we jumped, I jumped in the water. I thought, no, nope, I'm fine. This is this is definitely I can handle this. We've done worse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that's important to put yourself through uh, colder or through tougher conditions than what you expect to face in the in the race. In race. <laughs> Absolutely. If if you can, you know, if you if you have that available, like we do here in Victoria, uh, sometimes we don't even have a choice, you know. Yeah, we that's just... that's exactly right. It gets pretty, can be pretty cold, and there's no other, no other way to do it. And um, I think that that race as well. So the the rip swim, and this is a race that I'd, it's, I think everyone who did the race last week that I've seen just through Facebook or whatever, they've they've just been saying how how good it was how much fun it was because it's it was such for me it was such an adrenaline rush for the whole time i was in the water i mean it's a little bit less than an hour but i was yeah. basically on an adrenaline high for another hour afterwards because there was um so the first thing that that happened we both sort of came into this was the um i think that, i don't know if they got the communications 100 percent, but basically the, the spirit of tasmania which is this massive ferry that carries um, dozens of cars and people across from from Melbourne to, to Tasmania. That was leaving the the docks in Melbourne, and it was leaving for Tassie. And they basically got word that they had to gun it to make sure that they got in front of all the swimmers. And had it been, I reckon, thirty seconds, sixty Thanks. seconds later, it would have been right now par. Um, but I mean, I so I looked up, saw the spirit of Tassie when it was probably. I don't know, 200 meters away off to my right and it was going right to left. And I looked up at the kayaker and said, what do I do? Do I keep swimming? And he goes, go that way. <laughs> okay, I'll keep swimming then. And um, by the time it had just passed, I reckon I was about 30 meters away and the wake off, off this thing was massive and then getting caught in the turbulence, like I just wasn't going anywhere for a while. And um, my heart rate was just was up really high after that same, same here i think you could surf on some of the waves after that after it was so after big years. yeah it was it was really good i also looked at the irb next to me and i i, I saw it coming <laughs> and i said that looks incredibly fast you know but i'll just keep <laughs> swimming and i actually stopped and i and, and the guys I, I think the perspective with my head in the water and then the people either in the kayak you know or the or the IRBs, they they just said he just said no no keep going keep going. But <laughs> I also yeah my heart rate and I just had such an adrenaline rush you know I almost felt like waving <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People in the ferry, you know. I was looking up trying to see if there was anyone on the decks or anyone like looking out the windows at us because I was thinking oh geez that'd be that'd be a cool view seeing all, you know all these swimmers swimming towards the boat and coming in pretty close proximity to it. Yeah, we're probably on somebody's Instagram or Facebook page right now. I wonder what the hashtag is. We'll have to find it. To we'll find have some to images. find <laughs> hashtag crazy swimmers. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we should be hopefully getting some some good uh, photos or videos back from hopefully. that. So the organizer, um, Grant Seedley, he yeah, he said he's got some good shots. So if um, if I get those back, I'll put them on, on effortlesswimming.com under under this post, under this podcast because, um, yeah, they, they should look, look pretty cool. And, and, and the other thing that got my heart rate up was uh, about a K to go, I looked down and the the rip is up to 100 meters deep in some spots and I have no idea how deep it was. I couldn't see the, the bottom, but I saw this really sort of, I saw this glimmer about 15 meters deep and I, I saw it and then I kind of looked forward and thought, don't look at it, don't look at it. You don't want to, don't want to know what it is because it's, it's notorious. Well, it's sort of notorious to being a, a sharky place out there, um, even though you know, no one's been attacked or anything in a very long time. But yeah, I saw that and then I kept swimming and then a minute later, I, I see this barracuda about a meter or a meter and a half long and it's, and I was like, okay, well, that's still kind of scary, but there's much worse things it could be. So, but I, I still just really had to kind of keep my, my head in it because yeah. it was hard not to panic. It was hard not to just let the heart rate go up and then kind of, you know, lose, oh, lose that's control. something else we, we need to, to practice as well, you know, because yeah. our minds play tricks on us as well. You know, it can be a, 
you know, just a cloud in the sky, but you see under the water, you know, you see this <laughs> shadow, but it's just the reflection of a cloud. And then, you know, your heart rate will, will, will go up. So I think it's important as well to learn how to, to deal with it. And sometimes you can't control it, you know, but then, you know, your breath is a bit irregular and then just learning how to control, how to go back to your regular breathing as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I had another, I think it was two, three weeks ago when we did the three, uh, three and a bit hour swim, my, the strap of my goggle, there was new goggles. So the strap of my goggle was sort of coming down and it was getting just in, was in my eyesight, just in my peripheral vision. And it, it looked like it was like a swimmer or a fish or a boat or something that just kept appearing. And I'm like, what is that? And I look up and there's nothing there. And it took me about... It's on the other side. Yeah. It, it took me two Ks to figure out what it was. Uh, and then I, yeah, and then I'm fine. But it's just like it kept giving, kept giving me a bit of a fright every time it would come in because it's like I don't know, if it's a UFO in the water or something. But yeah. it just again, it's one of those things where my heart rate was elevated, and I thought, okay, just relax. I'm sure it's nothing. And yeah. uh, then you realize what it is, and the answer is a lot more simple than than what I thought. So, yeah, that was exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's just taking the moment to to try to figure it out, you know, to stay present. What is it? But on saying that, I'm glad I didn't see your barracuda, Brenton. I'm, I'm glad she just swam underneath you. Yeah, so am I, because <laughs> they have some pretty sharp teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I've found really useful uh, that I've been doing the last couple of weeks is just getting a, a massage on a, a weekly basis, especially now when we're starting to do some pretty long sessions. So since we've been doing probably the two to two and a half hour sessions plus, I really need a, a massage to be able to um, just loosen up the shoulders and, and feel normal again. And that's made a, a big difference in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been doing the same. I've been doing the same maybe every 10 days. Um, but I also been getting a massage. I also um, get, I go to the osteo physio and I do some acupuncture. This is because I have a history of shoulder injury. So I, I, I just, I'm just trying to avoid it at any cost now, but um, the, the massage as well has been, has been helping because if you want to swim the day, you know, keep swimming the day after or after a four hour session, 15K, 16Ks, and you still have to train maybe not the day after, but two days, it, it, it really helps as well with the, with the soreness and uh, just to sort of loosen up the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy I've been seeing, he's, um, he's been brutal. He used to be, a, he used to be a policeman and policeman term massage therapist, but he, um, he just knows the right spots. He's brutal. And for me, I just, that's, I love that. I just, love just getting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like getting really kind of beaten up on the table a bit because that's, uh, the next day, yeah, I'm a little bit sore, but in the end it's, um, I've, I've found that very useful. Yeah. Um, one thing I've also found in the last couple of weeks is I've I've lost a lot of my front end speed, my top end speed. Um, just don't have the I have the ability to sprint, but that sprint speed just isn't quite what it was when I was only doing two or three k sessions and with a sprint focus to it. So, uh, is that something that you found at all? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we we actually in training this morning we had to do a session where we had to do. Um, 250 meters as in 20 meters fast, 30 meters, not easy, but just more recovery. And I felt that it was almost the same speed for both. <laughs> my my recovery is just as fast as me trying to, to sprint as well. I definitely don't have that sort of front end speed anymore. Um, it, it doesn't really matter because in the 20K rate, we won't really need that, but it's you, you will... I think most people will lose that with the with the mileage that we're doing. Mm. And one thing I have found though, and, and something that I don't reckon I've felt for almost ten years since I have trained, you know, fairly fairly seriously, is I, I had a swimming competition that went over three days, and this was I think two weeks ago. And just having that that big aerobic base has. I, I did a, a few longer events, so the 400 free, 400 IM, and then 200 IM, 200 free. And it wasn't until the last 50 that I'd felt like I'd actually warmed up for the 200s. And in the, the 400, it wasn't until the last really 100 or 150 where I could, again, I felt like I'd, I'd warmed up. And just the ability that I had to be able to pick up the pace in the last 
50 and 100 meters and come home really strong. I haven't felt that for so, so long. And it was just, I loved it. Like that used to be my, that used to be my thing that I could, you know, come home really strong and, and, and over the top of people. And I thought getting old now, I've lost it. You know, just get give again. up on it. <laughs> yeah. But um, just, just to be able to feel that again from having such a big aerobic base. And I think getting the Ks back up to, you know, 20 plus a week for a, a number of months, that's, that's helped a lot. But that, that feeling and the feeling where, um, and I kind of felt it in the rip race as well, and I've, I've felt it in some of the sessions that we've done, is just the ability to sit at a, pr- a pretty strong pace but yes. not feel the fatigue from it. And so my mind's kind of, it feels like my mind is outside of my, my body. My body's just doing its thing, and I can just kind of control my pace and just be very calm and kind of zen-like when, when I'm going at, at quite a solid pace. Yeah, same thing. I, I felt the same during the rip race. You know, I felt that I was going at a pretty fast, strong pace, but still comfortable, and that uh, I, I, I didn't feel myself slowing down. You know, at the end, I mean, it was three and a half k's. Perhaps we swam a bit more because of the strong winds, but still, even in the last k, I felt right. I can still work with this pace. I can keep going and maybe, you know, have a. 400 sprint at the end which uh hmm. it's what normally happens when you see the finish line anyways but um yeah i felt i, I felt exactly the same and I, I felt really strong at the rip race as well for, because of those long sessions yeah yeah and yeah i've been the same and i think uh, I, the thing i found helpful too is doing a few a few races along the way. So I know you've been racing most weekends doing some open water swims and we had Peter pub, which was about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was a, a good hit out. And then I had that swim comp and then we had the, the rip race and just kind of, I think being able to obviously practice the, the racing and the skills and everything, but um, just having something there to, to kind of challenge you and, um, and test things out. And we also did the, the Williamstown swim, which was a 10K kind of qualifier oh, yeah. for, for Rotto. And the, I'm so glad I did that because I the whole race was just terrible. Um, so Conditions were pretty rough as well. Yeah, we a- conditions were really tough, actually. Probably the, some of the toughest I've, I've raced in. I, I agree. Um, and like that, so going into that swim, I hadn't done a 10K before only like a 10k training swim but um i bought a new i bought a tyr race suit with open water race suit probably a size or two too small and pulled that up (laughs) yeah when you put a wetsuit on you want to give yourself some space in the shoulders so you pull up the waist quite high and give yourself that room in the shoulders and i didn't do a warm-up because it was a 10k swim and i kind of just wanted to get through it and i pulled up the the waist area way too high where it was very uncomfortable (laughs) two and a half hours um and nothing i could do could fix it because it's that race suit's the tightest thing i've ever put myself into um plus it was probably a size too small and yeah i was just in in absolute pain pain, not just because of the swim there were other things in your mind as well oh yeah and it was and then hopefully no one's kind of eating dinner or breakfast when they're listening to this but like and then i had Thai curry, ate out Thai curry the night before, which did not agree with me the next day. <laughs> um, so those two things, um, plus I bought new goggles and the, the strap snapped that morning. Um, so I had to just wear my old goggles, which fogged up. So I couldn't see where I was going for most of it. So like, it's just, that was, it was the best race and the worst race at the same time. I learned so much. and I know You learned so much. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. New goggles. This is, for a woman is just like wearing high heel shoes, brand new high heel <laughs> shoes for a wedding. <laughs> you just don't do that. The brand new goggles, you know, you try once or twice in the pool before. Even if you always wear those, go- you always wear the goggles, you know, same brand, same everything. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you just have to wear a couple of times before wearing, before you bring it out at the race. Yeah, you, you do. And I, I did pretty much everything I'd, tell my swimmers not to and it's uh <laughs> yeah which we, is- we get no no we, we get comfortable with our habits as well you know we, we, we think what can go wrong same goggles you know i've had thai curry so many times and mm. i don't know we, we just get comfortable we think it's not gonna happen to us but i don't know sometimes we, we just uh, we have to be careful yeah that's decisions um so maybe maybe no thai curry for you before rodney's <laughs> Definitely not. 
no way. Not when it's twice the distance as well. Um, and I've, I've also found that I've had uh, a lot of up and down weeks. So, for example, probably the, the, the well, best week of training, there's been quite a few good ones. And I think towards the end of last year, I was doing some really, I was swimming really quickly, doing some good sets. And I haven't quite been able to get back at that pace or speed yet i think because because of the extra volume i just don't have the time to recover but you know i said i've been i was doing pretty regularly was was 10 fours on 5 30 and kind of going four moderate three a bit quicker two faster and the last one really going for it and i got yeah i got down to all of them got being under five minutes which i hadn't been ever before so i was swimming really really well and then i think a week or two later after that I just I couldn't get my head right. I felt like crap. This was a week before Peter Pub, and I was okay. I was considering pulling out pulling out of Peter Pub because I just wasn't just wasn't feeling it, and yeah. I just had to tell myself, nah, just get on with it. It's one of those weeks where it, it always happens, especially after a few good weeks. It's it's that roller yeah. coaster, and you've just got to ride the wave. And I'm glad I did because had a good swim at, at Peter Pub and got my confidence back up. And then since then, each week has been pretty pretty solid. But have you found yourself in any? Uh, oh, any up and downs with your training? Absolutely. I, th- I think um, I think this week at the beginning of the week, um, I felt myself in one of those downs. You know, I was trying to do four hundreds at a at a pace that I I do comfortably, and I just I just could not find the speed. And and before that as well, um, maybe maybe also just before the pier to pub. So I. I for some reason, you know, it, it, it just fluctuates. Um, hopefully, I feel more ups than downs, but you just got to work through the downs as well, and you just got to stick through it and keep racing as well. Um, there was one race, and I just I just got up, and I didn't really want to do it, but I'm glad I did it. You know, I, I'm glad I, I ended up swimming well, but all driving, you know, normally an hour and a half, and I was just still debating whether or not I should do it still questioning and doubting myself but um it, it's it's all part of it and and you just have to challenge yourself and those feelings as well mm. it's so it's so normal to to feel that and to doubt yourself and um i was speaking to uh, someone who came to um to hell week in october and she's um she's training for a massive a 40k k swim and um, we just had a chat over the over the phone and she um, the week before she was just in a really negative headspace. She was kind of doubting herself. She's done all this work towards it and she's swimming well and she did a six hour qualifying, well not qualifying swim, but a six hour swim in the pool. And, um, yeah, and same thing. She just was in one of those down weeks, wanted to chat about it. And, um, and so I spoke to her the week after when she had had a kind of a good, good result, a good swim. She was back on top. Um, yeah. sometimes it can help just to have someone there to just kind of talk through how you're feeling and, um, Absolutely. and just re, um, kind of remind yourself of why you're actually doing this because when you're in the thick of things, it can be very easy to, to forget that. And you kind of go, what's the, what's the point? But, it gets very cloudy. Yeah. In the mind. Yeah. When you, when you're in that dark space sometimes. And especially when you're, um, when you're tired, it's, it's mm. so easy to fall into that negative headspace when you've had only a couple hours of sleep and you might have a lot of work to do you know you got to train it's um that's and and we were talking about this last week is uh last week we did 13 k's in the pool and it absolutely wiped me out i had a nap that afternoon i had three naps the next day plus a massage and um and then yesterday after our four hour swim i so we swum early 6 till 10 a.m i think i what did i do then then i pretty much went straight to a massage back home which is at one Got home, had a nap, and then it was uh, then it was time to go coaching for an hour. And I didn't get any work done, but I just thought that nah, that's all right, fair enough. You know, that's you're not going to be able to to do that every um, all the time. All the time, but um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to get much much work done there. And you know, you just got to accept it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because sometimes one week everything is going so well and you're feeling good, and uh, you didn't do. You don't do anything different, and then the follow. So it's hard to understand why you know the week after, and things change. You know, and sometimes it's hard to understand. But um, same thing. I I, I was really amazed. I was actually scared of how, how we were going. Not scared, but you know, it's if those thirteen k's in the pool that 
you know, it hurt a lot. Four hours, you know, I'm going to feel even worse, but it was completely the opposite, you know. I felt much better yesterday and I feel fine today as well. Um, so, it, I don't know, sometimes sometimes the body reacts different, differently than what we expect. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I, I like that we've we've done is doing those long swims in in good conditions we've kind of got you know we can't work for ourselves a bit so we've got the flexibility to be able to to do that somewhat but uh like we know how to swim well when it's when it's choppy and, and rough conditions like we, we're fine in that so there's no real need to kind of uh, practice it, it too much and what i've really enjoyed and looked forward to each week is is those open water swims when it's been a nice day it's been light winds and clear water like it's just that to me, that's a lot of fun, and that, and that's I get a lot of enjoyment from it, and I've I've been yeah. looking forward to it as opposed to kind of dreading. Oh crap, we've got our four hour swim coming up. It's been the opposite. Yeah, and a sense of achievement after you know the the, I think the endorphins and a bit of the adrenaline. It just it's just such a buzz afterwards, you know, and the feeling of accomplishment. So it all it all counts. It all it makes it worth it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and what and what's made it easy to to kind of get through that as well is just um, breaking it up with the with the feeds and and figuring out what what nutrition and what you can stomach in terms of any gels or food that you're you're having. And so we yesterday we broke it up into I kind of varied a little bit with what we were doing, but it was roughly sort of every thirty minutes, every forty minutes we were stopping for for food and. Uh, and I've kind of, I feel like I've got my nutrition pretty much dialed in now. And you've obviously done a lot of these swims, so you know what you're you're eating. But just um, just breaking up that way and going, oh, oh, we'll just get to you know the next k or the next two k's, have a feed, and then just approach it that way. Break it down into small chunks, and it doesn't seem like that much. It goes very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and then is instantly after after the feed, you know, I think the body just absorbs everything so quickly, and it's. It's a good feeling as well. You just look forward to the feeds. Um, I think now one thing I changed, I've been having more gels or more coconut water. I I, I realized I can stomach more than I thought I could. Um, and that gives me an extra long-lasting energy as well. So I'm, I'm, this definitely is different from my previous years. Um, so I think maybe... I rather have more than less now and before because I was scared of getting sick so maybe I was starving my body a bit um, but now I feel I, I have more in the tank actually it, it was our friend Mitch that actually told me to try this try try doing this differently and it worked for me I'm happy I'm happy I'm doing it right now yeah no, I mean we got through yesterday pretty well with feeding probably more regularly than we were earlier Yes. And uh, yeah, and that I reckon that that's probably a contributing factor. Apart from the um, the reason I was laughing before was the <laughs> so I bought, I bought two two different types of coconut water from the same brand. So one was just normal coconut water that was fine, and then one was a a coffee and uh, sorry yeah coffee and coconut water. But fizzy. it was oh, it was like a fizzy. It didn't say it was fizzy on there, but it was fizzy uh, coconut water and this coffee thing. <laughs> and uh, I had a sip and almost threw up and then I said you can I have try this and you know just half the bottle. The bed. I thought I thought you were just being you know exaggerating and then I tried it. It was disgusting. So yeah as long as you don't buy the, the coffee and coconut water mix yeah. that you'll be yeah you can drink as much as you want. You're fine. Yeah, that's right. And one of the gels I had yesterday was uh was Hammy Nutrition and it was hazelnut chocolate flavour or something. But um oh man it was like Nutella so I think that's going to be my go-to at right nest. I'll look forward to every feed. Yes, I thought you were going to eat the packet as well. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, was I? Yeah. <laughs> no, you saw it in my eyes. I was, yeah, yeah enjoying it too your much. Eyes. I thought I was actually jealous, to be honest. Next time, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just take that from you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't share them yesterday. Sorry, I was, um, yeah, once I realized <laughs> okay. how good they were, I, I, I didn't offer any. Sorry. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I've, I've found useful is uh, is test sets or having uh, doing similar sets every week or every second week just to sort of compare how you're going from the week before or two weeks before and um, just having some way of kind of measuring your your progression and, and as we said you know you're not going to do well every week but over the course of say four months or five months you actually get to see 
that yeah. you are improving. You get to see the, the improvements in speed. And what are what are some of your go to sets that you've done? Um, ten ten four hundreds. It's also a good one that I do. Um, and I think I think my staple sets is the ten four hundreds. Um, more or less on a five forty five as well. And I, and then I just try to keep the same cycle just keep the same speed and obviously if i have um, a bit of fuel at the tank at the last two then i'll try to push it harder but the 10 400 for me is my go-to set to a small warm-up and then just get straight into it yeah i like it. it's just an it's an easy way to do 4k it goes very quickly and um yeah it's it's, it's a good one to do and one thing that i've done a lot in this in preparation for roto compared to training for other things, I guess I haven't really needed to because it's always been shorter stuff that I've, I've done. And I've, I've always done a lot more kind of variable pace stuff or sort of threshold swimming, but I've done a lot more sort of sustained endurance. So kind of swimming a little bit easier, but doing that over a longer period of time. And yeah. like it was one, one training session I did was, I think it was a 10K set where it was 500 warm up and then three by 3K in a short course pool, which was boring as hell but i i did it in the end and uh pretty much held i can't remember the time that i swim but it was like yeah within about 15 seconds of e of each other for each of the three k's and it was just kind of watching the clock making sure i was holding the same pace and um, getting comfortable doing that and i found that really helpful for building that the aerobic base and, and knowing and having the confidence that I can do that over 20 Ks. So that sustained pace stuff has been really, um, really beneficial. No, I, I agree. I haven't been that brave to do that in the pool, 25 meters pool. I haven't done it since, so I'm not that brave, don't worry. I realized it was a stupid idea afterwards. <laughs> I've, done, I've done a few sets in the pool up to 10 Ks or, or sometimes I will just double up to 5 Ks in the morning and 5 Ks in the afternoon. Um, but still doing the, I mean, it, it, sometimes it is boring, you know, five, one doing five, one, five sets of one kilometer, you know, and, and, and doing that twice. But at the same time, you want to do, you feel accomplished and it gives you a good base, you know, you know, you're just doing it for it for the, for, to give you the good base that you're not always going to be doing that set. So, mm. um, yeah, just have to chew through that sometimes. And we, and we find some pretty, interesting and amazing ways to, to break up a set. Like I'm, I'm glad I could draw on all of my coaching experience over the last 12 years to, to break up the 13 K swim last week down to, what was it? Three K two fifteen hundreds, three ones, six fives with fifth. And those six fives had 50 back at the end because we wanted to treat ourselves. So it was uh yeah, it took all of my coaching experience to be able to, to work that one out. And <laughs> was, I thought it was genius, actually. I thought, I thought, I thought it was a really good way. <laughs> oh, thanks. So you thought, yeah, geez, I'm glad Brent's here because you know how would yeah, I, how would yeah, I do it? I, I actually had a setting mind. I never told you what it was. Um, oh, it was a, I think it was a 1200, yeah, 1200, 1800, 600, 400, and I think two. And then we, I think, well, hold on, two. Uh, it works up to four Ks, but three times through that. Oh. But I, it, <laughs> the three times through is what kills, isn't it? But yeah. I thought when I heard your said, I thought, no, no, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, once you're through the once you're through the three and the two fifteen hundreds, it's those those Ks actually feel short. Those three one Ks feel like they're not that much. It goes by quickly as well. And that was a, that was a good sustained sustained pace set actually because we were kind of watching our time throughout all of them, and it was I think we started off. Uh, I would have started off around two, or averaging 122 to 123. And yep. I think you might have been maybe, I don't know, a second or two slower than that. So like very similar. And yep. then I think we blew out, I don't know, three or four seconds per hundred towards the middle at the slowest point. And then we kind of brought it back and, and got back pretty much to that same pacer at the start. So it's not bad. You have a sort of three or four second variance across 13 Ks. It's a good... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good marker to kind of see how you're tracking and how that will go across a 20K swim. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't know, the, the, the blowout is important as well and, and being able to dig out of that. Um, when when you see most of the work is done as well, I think you naturally feel lighter and 
I don't know, when you see the light at the, at the end of the tunnel, I, I felt I felt better for some reason. I felt better when we finished and in the middle of the set as well. Those I could feel the three, four seconds. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, I think I replied the three, one thousand. But yeah, there was one of them I really struggled. But then all of us, after that, I just pulled my neck in and um, yeah, picked up the pace. Yeah, and it's, it's good to know you can come back from that, you know. And, and the other thing as well that, that's important is that even when you feel like you're going a lot slower, like that, the 125, 26 felt 10 seconds slower per hundred than, than three or four. But absolutely. You know absolutely. that if you just stick with it throughout the race year, it's not that much different. So you've just got to persist and obviously get your feeds right and, and hopefully you, you can come back, get a, a second wind and maybe a third wind at the, at the end of the race. It, but it's, your day's not over if you start to, fatigue yeah, a little bit what I want to try and or that I've been thinking about now is after training for a big event like I experienced this with um, with Ironman I experienced this when I was training for uh, for national age back in the day it was you'd have so much focus on one particular uh, event and you put so much into it that you, I kind of got a little bit of sort of post race or post challenge depression whereas you know, where oh, you just kind of, you get that low where you're like, oh, okay, I'm just kind of do, not doing anything here. I haven't got a, a big goal to work towards. And it's, I think it, yeah, sometimes it can be very hard to avoid that, that lull there. But I'm thinking what, I, what I've liked the most has been really those, those longer swims where your mind, you know, your, your mind just really clears, your, your body's completely buggered and you get to bed that night and you just sink into the sheets. It's like, it's just... And, and and you kind of go to the, the the point where you you really have to to push yourself to get through it. If I I think if I can do that uh, at least once a week after rotto, whether it's in running or cycling or swimming, just in in some way, that's going to kind of keep me a little more sane than if I if I stop completely. Completely, yeah, absolutely. Um... I think I mean you've done a few big events, but I think I I feel that after after Roto especially sometimes when we have the Masters Nationals here it's too close together uh, with the Rodness and I, I I like doing my butterfly in the pool as well, but sometimes there's not enough time you know to rest to recover from 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 the twenty k to two hundred butterfly so. Um, I just sort of lose focus for for a few months, and 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 definitely um, either I don't know either cycling. I think Renata will be happy about this, but um, any doing doing something that just like you said, just take your mind off it, and you, you you're not numb, but you're sort of in in the zone um, for a couple hours. That definitely helps the the post post race post big event depression. Yeah, yeah, got to um, especially for I know you've been an athlete and a swimmer all of your life, and I uh, yeah, the, I, I think when I'm when I when I actually coach the best, when I work the best, uh, is when I'm is when I'm challenged and working towards something. And it's like the saying goes: if if you want something done, give it to a busy person because yeah. they're probably much better at being effective with their work and time management than someone who's who's lazy. And and I feel like when I'm kind of in the mode right now. Generally, I'm, you know, I'm firing on all all cylinders, uh, sports wise and, and and coaching wise and everything. It's all just going really really well. So, yeah, while it is good to have downtime, I, yeah, I've been thinking about what that that next thing's going to be that will sort of keep me at at this somewhat you know level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is probably the the highest level of training you know that I that I can do you know with the hours. This is definitely the I don't know the, the amount of time and that I invest but at the same time my, my work the same thing my work is going well um, I feel productive I feel I, I I have this certain amount of time to allocate for certain aspects you know in my life obviously you're a father but for me you know for my social events as well you know <laughs> you want to get out and see people and see your friends and you want to have time you know or your relationship for that as well so it's um it's important not just 
focusing solely on that, but you know, keeping your other other aspects in life at bay as well. Yeah, that's true. You've got to have a very understanding uh, other half, and yeah, like my wife, she uh, yeah, she's she's been really good. Like it's uh, yeah, it takes me an hour and a half to get down to to swim in the mornings when we go open water, and um, and then my mother-in-law looks after our um our kid and all this sort of stuff. So there's a lot of coordination and um and help on from other people that goes into it. So I, I think uh, uh, kind of appreciating that and um, and having someone who understands that and is happy to to help you that makes things a lot a lot easier because I don't know I don't wouldn't be able to do it I don't think if if it wasn't like if it wasn't like that. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I think uh, I agree with um, with my boyfriend as well. Sometimes I'm just I'm just buggered and I don't want to do much, you know, and sometimes I just don't want to be out and about and um, to have somebody that, that is there and, and understanding, I don't know, it's, um, it's been really helpful for me as well. And um, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you feel that you have to do things for, for the other person as well to make up for the lack of time. But, you know, if, if you have, Somebody there that's just understanding it's um it makes training a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely, and it is nice to share it too with, um, you know, to kind of be able to, uh, just kind of um, uh, debrief a bit on the training that you're doing, and you know, like I got home yesterday, and I was pretty proud of the fact that we'd swum for for four hours because that's the most I'd ever swum for, yep. and um, it is nice to just go. I uh, say, yeah, this is this is what we did, and um, say it with a bit of pride, and and just be able to share it. I I, I like that as as well because, yeah. um, yeah, it, it can be, and if you like, I not, very hard to train with a squad um, out where I am at the moment, and so it's just um, it's good to be able to kind of share that with with you as a training partner, and um, and then kind of share that with my wife and everything like that. So it's um, it is good to have some sort of support team around you and yeah, not having a squad to swim with very often it's um it's good to to have yeah. that so um and then try to keep the i mean i'm not a big winger but it's just <laughs> i try to winch too much because some days you know you just it's just just grabbing a glass of water you know hurts and your shoulder hurts <laughs> and i think yeah i'm very mindful you know i, I don't want to I don't want to hear somebody whinging and, and, and whining all the time. So I just, I just try, try not to, especially, you know, around, around my partner. I'm glad. Oh God, now, now it's coming out. I have a cat, so I can do it to her. <laughs> the that's, yeah, that's the way to do it. I, when I was, uh, when I was coaching squad for, uh, for seven or eight years that I was just, I was getting next to, next to no sleep and, um, I was just, I was tired all the time. And that's all I'd say to, to Em would just be, oh my God, I'm so tired. And she heard that for, yeah. for eight years. And now I've finally learned to not, to not say that, or at least try and limit how much I say it. And she's, yeah, she's, it's important. Yeah. That's like, no one wants to hear that. So, um, I try and just, yeah, keep that, keep that at bay. Just think those things and, um, and suck it up basically. And yeah, yeah, finally, after exactly. eight years, I learned, for the most part. <laughs> I know, right? You used to finish late and then come back to the squad quite early in the morning, and you had to do a fair bit of driving as well. So, it's it wasn't easy. I I give you that. <laughs> no, I do I do miss uh, giving. I do miss coaching um, the the squad. Though it was uh, it was just I really enjoyed, especially when you get a good group of people there. Like on a Saturday morning when we had thirty. You know, at times up to 35 people across three yeah. lanes in the outdoor 50 and, you know, middle of summer, it's a, it's a cracking morning and everyone's there and, you know, working through a, through a hard Good set experience. and getting, yeah. you know, getting times and everyone's pushing themselves. It was just, that's a real, that's a real sort of high for me. I really enjoy that. And I get that a bit at, at Hell Week when we're running sessions there, which is, which is awesome. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably the thing I miss most about coaching a, a squad uh, because it's, yeah, when you as a, as a coach, when you're there on the on the side of the pool and everyone's firing and you're going through a challenging set and everyone's willing to commit, it's um yeah, there's no better feeling than it's than that. Feeling, yeah. So um, yeah, I can imagine that. Um, I think you know, not not just with swimming and training, but all aspects of life. You know, if, if we find the one thing 
that, you know, makes our heart beat or, you know, gives us an extra lift because, I don't know, sometimes the, the, the work can be a bit repetitive and not boring, but just a bit repetitive. But, it, you know, if we find the one zone that, you know, gives us an extra lift and it, it's important to have that, I think, uh, to give us an extra twinkle in, um, in life. Mm. And, yeah, no, I found that with... Uh... Where was I? I was running clinics up in Noosa and I trained at, uh, at Kiwana Pool there with, with one of the squads. Um, the guy, Toby Cooter, jumped in his Monday morning squad and, um, geez, it was so much fun. Like it was, a, I don't know, it was four or five K, but a, a good hit out with a couple of 200s and hundreds where you sort of built up the pace. And I haven't had that for a really long time, but just even little things like that where I, I get a real real buzz from it and it's just yeah it was it was a lot of lot of fun and I get the same yeah. thing from from surfing going down the beach when it's a really good day and there's some good waves about it. it's like a little bit of that you know once once a week or so it's um that's it's just that reminder where it's that don't forget to play don't forget to have fun yeah 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 absolutely I think I find mine in um and and just hiking you know going to the national parks and uh just doing sort of sometimes challenging, sometimes not so challenging uh, hikes. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing that with with my boyfriend. But yeah, just we finding the time to play is is actually very important. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, we'll leave it there. We'll, what we'll do is yep. after Rotnest, we'll record another podcast. We'll talk about what went well and hopefully the very few things that didn't go well. And uh, yeah, and just have a, a debrief on the the race, and hopefully give the the listeners something to two and a half weeks to go. <laughs> I know, not long at at all. Not it's long. almost taper time, so I'm going to yep. start backing off a little bit next week. I think probably get back down to twenty five or thirty k's next week, and then twenty the week okay. before or so. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's man, it's almost time to almost time to race and it's been it's actually come up i always say this but it's always come up you know very quickly in the, the last two or three weeks that always happens but looking back at my training diary it's been nearly this is week 15 of proper training for rotnest and it um i don't know where the time goes yeah because we have our heads in the water yeah <laughs> that's right it's a lot of a lot of hours in the with your head in the water, oh, but no, um, that's where the time goes. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is a good thing. So um, oh no, I'm I'm actually looking forward to um, debriefing and doing this after the race. Uh, you, it'll be really good. I I just I just want to see all the things I learn, what I feel, what's going to be different this time. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I've enjoyed just this chat and and kind of going through the things that we've been through because it makes me appreciate all of the hard work that we've put in so far and and i'm quite grateful of number one being able to to train together and, and work towards this together and just have the opportunity to be able to to train for the event and you know it's just um we're very lucky to be able to do that i i, I think and it's yeah it's, it should be a lot of fun i hope we uh hope we have a good yeah one. thanks brandon i know this uh this this whole training for auto um was taken to a different level with you so i'm really thankful as well thank you well thanks for joining me on the podcast and i'll uh well i'll probably see you tomorrow <laughs> at the pool but uh yes <laughs> right we'll, um, yeah that's right and uh, i'll chat to you in a couple of weeks after rotness thank you thanks for having me thanks for listening to the effortless swimming podcast if you'd like us to help you become a faster more efficient swimmer go to www.effortlessswimming.com